When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Principles of Success. My name is Nathan, and this is Interviewing the Experts Book Review, The Ultramind Solution. And the whole premise of this book is that our minds are broken. And if you're like pretty much everybody, we can all agree that our minds are pretty messed up right now. And the reason behind this that he talks about mostly is our nutrition. Our nutrition sucks. We do not eat what we need to to properly fuel our bodies, let alone our brain. Fun fact for you, your brain actually uses up a majority of the energy that you get from the food that you eat because it's just that demanding of an organ. So what you eat impacts your brain and your brain affects how successful you are. And that's actually the main premise for another book that I'll talk about this month, but your brain's broken. There's a whole lot of things that could be impacting it but today and this book mainly focuses on nutrition and the first question I want to ask you is why are your brain chemicals out of whack and how complex is it to put it all back into order so why are your brain chemicals out of whack because you're putting chemical stuff into it that should not be there Um, the most important The most poignant example of this is vegetable oils. Um, Your non-stick pans that you spray with stuff, your Pam. All of that stuff is all vegetable oils, and all of those are really bad. Now, olive oil is not included in this, neither is coconut oil. But pretty much every oil that you use, and everything that you've been told that you should use to cook your food in, is bad. It's, to put it in as simple as terms as I can put it it's a copy your brain is made out of um, fats and oils and when you use these copycat oils your brain create makes itself out of these oils and they're close but they don't work quite like the same oils that our brains are supposed to be built out of you've heard of omega-3s this is omega-6 for the most part and omega-6 can have benefits but you're only supposed to have a tiny amount of omega-6 in your diet and we have a ridiculous amount of omega-6 in our diet so that's why your brain chemicals are all out of whack in the most poignant example there's many other examples as well which we will go into um and then what to do about it the simplest answer to this is you take the bad stuff out and put the good stuff in if you take the if you quit harming your body quit harming your brain with bad things and put the good things in your body has the ability to work properly And that's the main premise of this book. So, you need to protect your brain. You need to take out the toxic food. You need to sleep. You need to exercise. Meditation's good. Don't do drugs. Um, Be aware of all the toxins that are in your food. That's why organic is a whole thing, because it's not riddled with toxins. There's still plenty of ways that they can get around it, but it's not riddled with toxins as much. Um, Another fun fact for you, the average American drinks about a gallon of pesticide or inhale 
intakes about a gallon of pesticide every year. Um, just from the amount that is on our food. That's literal poison. You're consuming. That's the word I was looking for. You're consuming about a gallon of pesticides every year. You think you can take a gallon of poison every year and not have problems? I'm just asking you that. It, you, the science is not decided yet, but I'm going to let you use common sense on that one. So there's seven keys that's in the Ultramind solution. First one is nutrition. Second one is hormones. Third one is dealing with inflammation. Uh, fourth one is digestion. Um, fifth one is detoxing. Um, sixth one is your metabolism. And seventh one is calming your mind. So that's the seven main sections that he talks about in this book. So first, let's talk about brain chemicals real quick first. So there's four main brain chemicals that most books like to talk about. There's dopamine, which is your motivation chemical. It's the um, competitive chemical as well. It's the chemical that gives you that rush. It's also why it's also the chemical responsible for every single addiction out there. Every single addiction out there, the end result is a dopamine spike. And that dopamine spike is the core of the addiction. Um, the second one is serotonin. That's the chemical responsible for your happiness. That's the happy drug. Um, and then GABA, which I believe is, hold on. I don't remember what GABA is and I'm recording right now, so I'm not going to go into depth in it. But there's GABA, acetylcholine, and then there's hormones like your thyroid, which um, regulates your weight. Uh, insulin, which a lot of diabetics know all about insulin. And cortisol, which is the stress chemical. These are all chemicals in your brain, and they all do different things, and they're all responsible for things. And they're all fueled by your diet. So if you get your diet right, you get your brain chemicals right, and your brain chemicals help operate. We'll go more into depth on brain chemicals in another book that we'll talk about this month. And so I'll leave it there for now. So that's the first kind of thing that he wants to talk about with hormones. Um, I kind of brushed over the fact that I'm skipping nutrition for now as well. Um, so I jumped into the second key, which is hormones. So that's your brain chemicals. Then your hormones are your thyroid, insulin, cortisol. Next, inflammation. Almost every mental problem is linked to inflammation. What inflammation is, is you know when you cut yourself, bruise yourself, something, and your that area gets all red and inflamed, or red and hot, that's called inflammation. And you have a lot of internal inflammation as well. And a lot of what you eat causes inflammation. Inflammation has its purpose, but when your brain is constantly inflamed by what you're eating, then it's causing prolonged damage instead of because it's basically your body's attack response everything's uh, viewed as a threat when your body is inflamed so short-term inflammation is good it's important for healing long-term inflammation causes damage and what causes the most inflammation well it's uh three things technically two things it's sugars trans fats and grains the reason why i said technically two things is because all grains turn into sugar in the body and i just flipped off the camera um so all grains turn into sugars and then trans fats are those fats that i was just talking about at the beginning of this episode with the 
fake fats. Trans fats are all those factory-made fats that you were told to eat, um, according to the science, 60 years ago, but has now been proven to be dumb. So the easy rule of thumb is if it was not available to, uh, I'll just keep it simple, uh, over 100 years ago, if it was not a food substance that was real 100 years ago, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. So trans fats are factory made. They're not real food. And well, I already went into depth of the being fake fats that your body is building out of. This is why sometimes, or you might occasionally hear some health professionals say that they would rather eat a bag of Skittles than a granola bar because the bag of Skittles is just sugar. You can get that out of your system real quick. But if a, a granola bar is full of trans fats that they use to make it with, and that becomes part of your molecular structure for a decent period of time. And so some nutritionists will say that they would rather eat a bag of Skittles than a granola bar. So sugar and trans fat, that causes inflammation. Inflammation is bad. You don't want inflammation. So cut those out. Next, digestion. And we're going to talk about the gut real quick. Quick. Remember, serotonin is the happy chemical, the chemical that is responsible for you feeling good. 60% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. The gut is also known as the second brain because it's, it has an entire neural network, just its own, and it works in tandem with the brain. Not in this book, um, but there is strong links to healing your gut to helping with bipolar. Um, there's strong correlations with autism and gut problems. So... I know those because I've studied my mental disorders pretty in-depth. Uh, but a lot of problems in the mind start with the gut. So you heal the gut, you heal the mind. Um, the gut lacks fiber. So that's why you should eat vegetables. Not because you need the minerals and the nutrients from the vegetables. That's actually a myth. You, it is useful to get the minerals and the nutrients from vegetables, but you can get it from plenty of other sources as well. The reason why you absolutely need to eat vegetables is the fiber. And making a veggie smoothie does not work because you're taking the fiber out. A lot of times, a lot of people will scoop the fiber out of their smoothie. So you need that fiber. That's what your gut needs along with other stuff. But then let's talk about microbiomes. When you feed, your body is made up of a ton of bacteria as in addition to your cells and stuff like that. Your digestion is massively impacted by the bacteria that is in your digestive system. So if you feed the good bacteria versus the bad bacteria, you will have different effects. This is why people who have had bad habits hate the taste of vegetables and fruits. Because the bacteria actually have a strong impact on your taste buds. He, he doesn't go into this either. Um, but they have a strong impact on your taste buds. And that's why people who eat a lot of vegetables and fruits don't like candy that much. I don't, I'm not a big fan of candy. I would much rather have a orange over um, candy 90% of the time. Now, I still enjoy candy. Candy's delicious, engineered to be that way. But my taste buds most of the time prefer fruit over candy because it's the bugs that I've fed, that's what they eat. Other bugs eat the sugary um, goodness of candy. So the gut is extremely important. Do me do more research on the gut and feed that microbiome. 
and there's a lot of research on feeding your microbiome as well. And I've seen tremendous impacts on my mental health from proactively um, treating my microbiome better. Because it's a living organism. It's not you. It's living creatures that are microscopic inside you. So treat them good. Feed them. Uh, the next... Oh yeah, the next thing. Another reason why you don't want to eat um, grains, especially modern wheat. Gluten, which I'm sure you've all heard of at this point, causes leaky gut. Leaky gut syndrome, which is extremely bad for your mental health. Uh, basically, it allows particles that are not supposed to pass the blood-brain barrier to pass, um, if I'm saying that correctly. Basically, it's bad. And gluten, in particular, is worse than uh, other um, grain molecules, to put it simply. At least the gluten that we eat is worse. And the easiest way to describe its effect is it's kind of like sandpaper on your intestines. And your intestines are like paper. So the occasional amount of gluten, not that bad. It's just one stroke of the sandpaper going down. But when you're constantly taking sandpaper to that thin lining of your gut and your intestines, then you're going to punch holes into it. And when you punch holes into it, bad things happen. And that's why a lot of people find a lot of health benefits from being gluten-free. Um, personally, I think everybody should be gluten-free, at least modern gluten, but that's a more complex science than we need to go into on this book review. Uh, to keep it simple, the gluten we eat is not the same gluten that our ancestors ate. Another throwback to the, if it wasn't what was eaten 100 years ago, then you probably shouldn't eat, eat it. Um, so then let's talk about toxins real quick. Everything's full of toxins. There's nothing you can do about it, truthfully. And the this is one of the rare cases where I will say that government intervention is needed. Um, there's because there's not unless you are willing to grow your own crops and grow your own animals, the likelihood of you being toxin free is extremely slim. And same thing with fish. There's a whole lot of heavy metals in fish, so. However, the herb, the herb cilantro, which a lot of people use for seasoning, um, non-Americans, it's coriander. That one actually pulls out heavy metals. Just fun fact for you. That's extremely important to watch out for. So I don't think it was in this book, but I think by the same author, there's another book where he talks about the level of toxins that you can, where buying organic versus not is better. So for instance, the, the basic rule of thumb is the thicker the skin, the more likely you're going to be okay. So like grapes and peaches, you probably should buy organic because they have a super thin protective layer and all of that gets in it. But like avocados, they have that big thick protective layer so they might be more okay. And then another book talks about how uh, it's easy to get around organics, which is why I haven't brought it up that much. Uh, so that's toxins. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer about that, but there's really not much you can do about it. Everything, literally, Everything is covered in toxins. So good luck with that. But it does cause problems, which is why you need to be proactive about the other stuff to try and mitigate those problems as much as possible. Uh, and then to increase your metabolism, eat vegetables. I'm going to wrap it up because I've rambled a little bit too much on this episode. And then stress. Um, meditation is really useful for stress. So is working out. We'll talk more about working out in one of the principles episodes. But... And then our life is just stressful. Another herb that's useful for stress is lavender. Um, so do things that you can do to mitigate stress. N another great 
de-stressor is getting your finances in order. So when we talk about money, which will be either which will be next month, tune into that because financial stress is one of the main stresses that people have in life. Anyway, I'm going to end that there. I'll see you all next week.